Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There was no wedding, but now we have Aftermath. This is episodes two and three of Four Weddings and a Funeral here at AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... Hey, AfterBuzzers! What's up? Yo, it is your girl, Nikki Bailey. I'm sitting here chilling with my boy, Eric Sinsley. What's good? Mariel is out this week, but she will be back. We are talking about episodes two and three of Four Weddings and a Funeral. You guys, there is so much to get into. I'm freaking out. How are we going to do it all in 45 minutes? <gasps> it's okay. Well, can I first just say I'm glad that you're still sitting here because about 10 minutes ago, I taught you what an aspiration was. Uh-huh. Because... Because I did almost just choke on my own saliva. Thank you. So... I'm a professional, though. Got it worked out before we went live, so... It could have been, God forbid, four weddings and two funerals. And two funerals. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saving my life, Barry. Of course, I got you. So tell me, okay, we watched these two episodes. What are your overall thoughts? I mean, we have a lot to cover. We don't want to go too hard. Okay, so here's the deal. The cheesiness and the cliché-ness has definitely kicked in. We'll get into some of the nasty feedback that's all over the internet. But for me, I have accepted the fact that, and I'm taking this show for what it is, and I'm starting to really enjoy it. Yeah. So I've come to peace with this is not going to be an intense thinking show, but eventually I think that you guys will get drawn into yeah. the characters and their storylines. And yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I feel like I get where they're going with the, some of the critique, and we'll talk about that. But I love romantic comedies. I love all of the beauty and the cliche of all of the rom-com comedy stuff in the show. And I think if you can maybe not take it that seriously and understand that it's a comedy. Yes. Then you you could enjoy it's so enjoyable. I don't understand what people aren't enjoying. I mean, first of all, let's let's actually get into it because last week, the last episode, um Cash left Ainsley at the altar. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Ainsley. We're going to do it by character because guys, there's so much happening. Okay, so Ainsley. Well, the episode Two started out with the slap at the altar. Punched him dead in his face, which mm-hmm. he deserved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. As we talk further into what happened in the episode and what when Cash finally decides to explain himself, mm-hmm. I had more respect for him. Okay, I, I'll give you that. I thought that, um, you know, Ainsley's response, of course, was... A rom-com response to a terrible, tragic breakup. Um, what I loved about the the last part of the wedding scene that we saw in this episode is that the organist is a total asshole. Like, the organist was playing, like, doomsday music and then actually played Here Comes the Bride as she's leaving. Yes. Like, that was just so... I'm like, that's hilarious. But, but what I love is, like, she's doing the typical, like, sobbing mess after a breakup thing. And her mm-hmm. girls are there helping her, you know, to get things cleaned up. But here's what I want to know. Maya's there with her. 
she has to know on some level that the reason Cash left Ainsley at the altar was because of Maya, like at least some part of her. Yes. Would you say anything? We I asked this question last week. Would you have said, if you were Maya, would you have said to Ainsley, all right, I just want to, like, full disclosure now, Things are since things are over with you and Cash, he was the guy I met in the airport. Would you tell her? I would hold off just a little bit longer, and we will go into our cliches, mm-hmm. but have you seen Sex in the City, the movie? Of course. So this is what that is. Totes. So, yeah, 100%. Um, and when Charlotte is saying to Miranda, don't say anything yet, just wait. That was what was going through mm-hmm. my head. And so I think, I think it's almost time for Maya... Well, I don't know, because it's, do you say something once your friend is starting to get over the initial shock of what just went down, or do you say something while they're still upset so they can grieve Yeah, see, I would say something, and I I said this before, I would have said something when I met Cash, but I also, after the wedding, would have said, you know, hey, that's the guy I met in the airport, because I would want her to get all all of the anger and the angst out at the beginning. Like, just get it all in there, girl. You about to be toe up over this situation, mm-hmm, and I'm yes. gonna help you. I'm gonna help you really realize the toe upness by telling you <laughs> <laughs> by telling you about the fact that he's the guy I met in the in the airport. I think that what I I, I am enjoying still the Gemma versus Maya situation, mm-hmm. um, and I love that Gemma decides that. She's going to help by doing all of the thank you notes because she has a master's degree in calligraphy. Yes. And then Maya has been designated... To go to Hounslow, yeah. Yep, and give Cash's belongings back. Mm-hmm. But it was only one box worth because the rest was donated. donated. <laughs> you got Except the it. shampoo. She Except kept the, the shampoo. shampoo. I um I get that. They say that. They say that your olfactory sense is connected to memory. And so I understand why she would have wanted to keep the thing that smelled like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I let's actually uh, let's talk while we're in the Ainsley section. Let's talk about Ainsley at work. Okay, because when she walks in and she said, "The bitch is back." The bitch is back. Looking first. Yep, that mm-hmm. was her entrance. Uh, and she has the two Tonys who work for her, which the two Tonys need their own show. Tony 1 and Tony 2. Tony 1 and Tony 2. I just need to watch them alone. Like, I, I don't even need... Of course, you know, you got your quintessential gay friends in the show. but Because mm-hmm. like, there's got to be, in a rom-com, a gay friend. But um, I loved them both. I thought they were incredibly well-dressed. Um, but... You know, Ainsley might have been a little too premature for her to go back to work. What do you think? Well, I was first excited to find out what her job job was. She is an interior designer, Ainsley Howard Designs, and it kind of makes sense. And seeing Tony 1 and Tony 2, her two sidekicks. (laughs) They were great. I love them. And then, you know, they're sitting on the couch, and they're, I forget which Tony it was, but, but I think it was Tony 2. And he was asking her, well, what did you even like about Cash? Right. And she gave pretty stoic, generic really answers. Really kind of superficial answers, mm-hmm. you know? Like, not that she, nothing about him as a man or as a person. Mm-hmm. Which works in terms of consistency because the things that she liked about him were the things that he put on or yeah. pretended to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. And my heart did go out to Ansley when the two newlywed couple oh. walked in and then they disclosed that they're having they're, a baby. Bless her heart. And then that's when she goes back in yeah. tears and Yeah. So that's just too much. 
Ainsley, girl, we feel for you. But we're going to move on and talk about Craig. Craig. I will always Craig. say Craig like they did on, um, what was the movie with the guys who smoked weed? A Friday. Craig. I haven't seen that. <gasps> Shoot. Your homework is to go watch Friday this week. Okay. Anyway, Craig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go along with it. Craig is still with Zara at this point. Um, and Zara says, you know, like, where are you going? We're supposed to have a white a teeth whitening session. Well, and what she said, hey, Alexa, what's on the calendar? Uh-huh. And the, the teeth whitening. Teeth and whitening. then go through Craig's wallet. Yes. She's like, no, 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 no. And then, yeah. If you were Craig, would you have not, would would you have paused at that? No. No? <laughs> no. I, th- I think, I think the way that uh, Zara, is it Zara or Zara? We're saying Zara. Zara. Like the store. Okay, so she, the way she represents herself, she represents herself and portrays herself as a millennial who's like all into Instagram and fashion and mm-hmm. teeth whitening. Mm-hmm. So I think going through the wallet could just kind of be fall part under of that. the character that she is, part of what he accepts about her. Yeah. 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 Um, but he doesn't go. He, he tells her, he gives her an excuse, but he goes actually to watch Molly play ball again and is met by Molly's mom, Julia, mm-hmm. who is kind of like mad at him. She's like, she's like, why are you watching the kids? I only wanted to get your medical information. I don't really want you involved in her life. Yeah. Here, sign these documents that yeah. that that completely give away any of your parental rights. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they meet at the art museum, mm-hmm. and Julia had said, you know, I you I left you a message five years ago to tell you that I was pregnant, and you never responded. So and I feel to like, hell with you. Yeah. And- which is terrible. Like, mm-hmm. you, I think you should call more than once when you're pregnant with somebody's baby. Yes. Right? When she said that, or he said that she thought that it was for them to get back together. That's why yeah. he thought she had called. But even so, like, you know, just, right. I don't know. It was That's so weird. Like, it was like, it was like, what kind of, of course you keep trying to get in touch with them if you're, if you're pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. so that. I, I didn't buy that moment because I was like, really? One fo- like she didn't he didn't return one phone call and you decide to not tell him that he has a kid. That's messed up. And then she gives him just until Monday, just the like basically a couple of days to make a decision about whether he wants to sign away his parental rights. Yeah, I was hoping that he said no. I was hoping that he wasn't going to do it. Well, and then he eventually he did sign the papers and said, you know, I would I would not be a great dad. No, he said that he would be a great dad. But then didn't, didn't he say that he was selfish or... He said a bunch of bad things, but then he also said okay. some cool things, okay. I think. I could be wrong. I, maybe I just want Craig to be... I want Craig to be a daddy. And, um, a daddy? <laughs> a daddy. Okay. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. I, Julia was kind of like mean, and I don't like her. Um, but the most important thing is that Zara, who is suspicious now of Craig and Maya, um, Zara starts to ask some questions like she's like she says you know to duffy like don't you ever think maybe Mm -hmm. which of course triggers duffy and then she sees she sees uh maya and craig hug at the game night yes and she's like certain yeah that that they're having an affair confronts him in the museum which you gotta love zara has like some very good spy technique how did she end up in like she's at the museum he never saw her she's good you gotta yeah. give Zara credit. Right. Um, but what did you think of their breakup and like what happened between them? 
Well, I think more of the breakup. We we'll see more in episode three. Oh, did, did I skip two? Did I skip ahead? Well, we kind of we, yeah. Because in this episode, she says to him, "You know, this is not a real relationship." She right. says, "She says you told Maya before you told me." Right, and he's trying to get a hold of her. And right, no response. What do, do you feel like? I I feel like that's a very real relationship thing. You know, like who do you who do you confide in? Do you confide in your in your partner or your best friend if they're two different people? Well, I think she was also really bummed about not knowing about Molly because yeah. Cesaro had found out that Craig had disclosed all this information about the daughter to right. friends. So I would be upset. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would be too. Something that huge. And, you know, you want to kind of write Zara off as stupid. I don't think she's stupid. I think she just values different things, you know? And so, and I think it's, like, really emotionally intelligent of her to know that, like, that the fact that he told his friend and not her first was, was really important. I do love her couple name for them. Mm-hmm. Drake. Mm-hmm. Zrag. Okay. Zrag. So you're for them. I I I do. I like them. I am I'm shipping Zara and Craig. Okay. Yeah. I think they need to be together. And okay. we'll get into the third episode in a minute and talk about that. Yeah, that was yeah. It's okay. I'm all right. I'm all right, Eric. It's okay. Let's talk about Duffy. Because Bef- Duffy well, I think sorry. before we talk about Duffy, I think we should shout out to our, our after buzzers. We should. So before we get into Mr. Duffy, we just wanted to thank you guys so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue to grow, we could really, really use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please, please, please give us that five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment. We love to engage with you guys. Get the convo rolling. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has so much means so much to all of us. And we truly, truly appreciate you guys supporting us. And we love you guys. We do. You guys make this so much fun for us. So we're so glad you're with us to talk about Duffy. Mr. Duffy. Duffs. The Duffster. Mr. Duffy got some kahunas and asked out a girl. But only after. True. You know? Like, so first, okay, like, you guys watched it, but we're going to read. I'm just going to tell you. So Duff gets asked out by someone named, I couldn't tell if her name was Tabby or Debbie. Tabby. Tabby. So Tabby, the French teacher, asks him out. He's completely oblivious, doesn't get that she's asking him out, because he's still hung up on Maya. But then when they go to game night and he sees Maya and Craig hug, Mm -hmm. he's thinking, what the heck? Yeah. And then he asks Craig about it after ruining a perfectly good plate of nachos. (laughs) Duff. You should have known, Duff. I'm just saying, you don't treat the nachos that way. Yeah. You know? Um... Do you think I, I agree with Craig? I think it's time for Duffy to let go of the Maya crush. Yeah, I think that was what he needed to see. Yeah, as sad as it may have been for him, and maybe give him that push to open some other doors, such as Miss Tabby. Yeah, have you ever had one of those long-term crushes, like unrequited love crush? You ever have one of those? Yeah, and you're just holding on to for something, you know, yeah. for something to happen. And I think at a certain point of that love long lust you need a friend to just tell you to snap out of it yeah you got you got to hear you got to hear it agreed agreed yeah i I, you know 
for those of you who are on that whole like unrequited love tip right now, stop it. Okay, <laughs> this is a little advice for me to you. If they are not showing you signs that they're into you, they're not into you. Okay, so move on. Because you're just going to end up hurting yourself. You're going to hurt yourself, and you're going to waste your life pining over someone who's not into you. So either tell them about it, confront them, and move on, or let that stuff go. Because, you know, life is short, y'all. That is my advice for the Duffies of the world. Duffy, who wrote a novel. Which that's more episode episode three. three. Mm -hmm. Sorry. But I love that he does realize he needs to let go of Maya, and he goes back and asks Tabby out. Yep. And learned conversational French for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was adorable. That was a good move. I agree. That was a ball. Like, I would go out with you if you learned. You go, Duffy. Yeah. Duffy, you're adorable. Okay. So now, let's talk about Maya. Maya, girl, I have so much to say to you. So Maya... Do you talk to the characters? I talk to you. I, you know, black people, we talk to the screen. We can't help ourselves. It's cultural. I actually did catch myself. Did I, you? I like predicting what was going to happen. I kind of you kind of feel what's going to happen. Yeah, which makes the show that much more enjoyable. I agree. And easy to watch because it's 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 so many rom com rom com cliches that you can't help but know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. So of course we think Maya's going to back go back to New York City on Monday, and Ainsley's like, no, stay, restart your life here. Mm-hmm. But then Maya starts getting texts from Ted, Mister Ted. So this yeah, douchebag. so Ted Doucher, Ted flies to London. Well, he's he's texting her saying, "Can we meet up for coffee or something?" And she says, "You a hole." Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm in London. And he says, "Well, so am I." And then Ainsley somehow finds out. So because because she does tell her Maya does tell Ainsley that Ted reached out, and she does say, I'm going to meet with him. Remember, there's a whole game night thing where they're trying to convince they all, you know, all of their clues for charades were about Ted. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which, so, I, I wanted to point that out, that they did use a Harvey Weinstein. They did. What did you think about that? Real quick. I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> like did you, I mean, I mean, it's, it was relevant. It was totally relevant. I, I, I noticed it, but I have to say, I was like, I'm a little over the Me Too jokes at this point. Me too. I feel like... I'm glad you said that first. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very important, and Mindy, totally. Mindy is all for that. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think it was seen as, like, it, it kind of just went like this, but it, it did stand out a little bit. Yeah. It, it, was, it seemed like it was, um, I don't want to say it wasn't out of character for the film, for the show, but it was like, why do we have to do that? Why right. do we have to go there? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and look, I... I'm a woman in America, and I live and work in Hollywood. I, all that stuff's important, but also, oh, I'm so tired of it. So, yeah. so, like, can I just watch my rom-com and not have to deal with with it? Mm-hmm. That All that to say, um, hashtag me too, very important. Anyway, yes, so, yes, yes. Um, so what did you think of, so she got all dressed up. I loved that Ainsley was like. With the push-up bra. With the, and I love Ainsley was like, no, you're wearing a push-up bra. Let me, let me squeeze your boob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me feel it. <laughs> That's so real. Women do that all the time. Um, <laughs> so, so she looked amazing. She goes to meet Ted. And it is not Ted. Lo and behold, it is. Liz, Ted's wife. Oh, 
What? And Liz is not here to play. She's like, look, I thought we were on a vacation to reignite our romance, but he's texting you. Mm -hmm. Stay away from my man. Mm -hmm. And she's not even all hung up on the dude. She's like, I'm trying to ride this marriage out until the kids is grown so I could get this money. So back up. Mm -hmm. I got really code switchy right there. But like that. (laughs) And and the quote was, don't F another woman's husband and don't Don't build build your your life life around around a man. man. So it was like a jab, but then it was like, you're young. Yeah. Like, you're you're smart. Go live your life. Yeah, she said, look, you're probably, like, this is more his fault than yours. Um, Because, again, the power dynamic there was her, he was her boss, you know. So, like, she's right in in a lot of respects. Um, I thought it was great advice. And I think Maya took it to heart, you know. Like, I think that she heard it and was like, wait, are you right? Maybe, maybe, maybe I need to go sit on a bench by the river in the rain with a red umbrella. And write a letter. And write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> and rip it up and throw and it in throw the river. And throw it in the ocean. And then, <laughs> and then a cop will be like, Oi! Oi! Why are you throwing rubbish in the river? R- what's rubbish? Rubbish. R- rubbish. Rubbish. Oi! Why are you throwing rubbish in the river? I can't yeah, do that. Just Whatever. because I don't have a gun doesn't mean I'm a real cop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. Um, you know, I forget from time to time that this is set in London just because all the, the four main characters have American accents. Mm-hmm. So that when there's a very British moment, I'm like delighted. That that was that no, cop that's, was hilarious. Those are the little lines yeah. that make the show funny too. Agreed. They, it Agreed. adds to the humor. Agreed. We also we didn't talk about the fact that Maya went to Cash's house to drop off Cash's stuff. Ended up watching. Oh, yes. Ended up watching a TV show with, with Cash and his family, and they all seemed to bond. They over bonded. That. The little brother. The little brother is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love this kid, um, and he's like, you know, you're really my type. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but obviously, Maya and Cash really bond. Even over, even over watching that show together, like they both knew all the answers and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I. I want to ship. I want to want to ship Maya and Cash. I think we'll find out next week. Yeah, what's where it's going to go? I hope so. I don't know. We'll see. So, one other thing we want to just while we're still on episode two, we're going to just go over really quickly. Um, uh, Maya actually does decide to stay in London, mm-hmm. which Gemma's not happy about, mm-hmm. and tries to talk her, tries to remind her of all the things that is bad that are bad yes, about London. That was awesome. What about Brexit? Like, yeah. she's like the rain. It's like, raining more than usual. Yeah. she's like, you know, where's a great place to get a fresh start? Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the episode <laughs> concluded, right? Yeah, I thought that was hilarious and adorable. Um, let's let. I, I don't know. I feel like. I, I I like Cash a lot, but he was a douche. And you're right; he did go back. So, like, we let's talk about Cash. He goes back to to Ainsley mm-hmm. and says, "Is that in this episode, or am I pushing it again?" Um, I think that yes, Cash yes. comes to explain, and he says, "I I spent my life trying to be the man that my my family wanted me to be," and. And I wasn't the man that I wanted to be. And so who you got to experience was not the real me. And she was like, well, I really liked that guy. And I wanted to marry that guy. But I feel like by that point, she had already gotten to a place where she was like, you know what? It wasn't what I thought it was anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she hands him the shampoo. Yeah. Yeah. So that says it all right there. Yeah. All right. But 
When Fix You by Coldplay started to play. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, hold up. Press pause, because we're going to do that in the special segment. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was about to start singing. That song was in my bar mitzvah video, by the was way. Was it? Yep. All right, we're going to come back to all of this. Okay. Um, so let's move on to episode three, entitled We Broke. Wait, but real quick. Yeah. Because I feel like this is very important. Sure. Because it ends when um, Cash sees Maya on the street. Mm-hmm. And Cash is just saying, I just owed an explanation to Ainsley. And Maya says, yeah, but you don't owe me one. Right. And then walks away. And walks away. Proceed on. Yeah. And we're going to come back to the the song and that moment because, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Episode three, episode three, entitled We Broke, opens with Ainsley and Maya coming in from a wonderful day of shopping to discover Ainsley Mama... Mrs. Howard. Mrs. Howard, played by the lovely Andy McDowell, sitting on the couch. Well, she went her went she went on Ainsley's honeymoon. They went on her honeymoon. Her her and her dad and her her dad, you know, obviously doesn't do well with exotic foods like rice. Mm-hmm. That made me holler. Yes. Um. Yeah, and we and we find out that Ainsley's mom pays for her townhome, pays, pays. for her the rent of her store, and she wants her to move home. Yeah. And if she doesn't move home, Mama is cutting Miss Ainsley off. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell y'all what. I'm not saying I'm broke. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a broke. I'm not saying I'm a broke. Mm-mm. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, if I had parents who were paying for my life, if they wanted me to move back home, I'd move back home oh, for a little 100%. while. Because, you know what? It's rough out here. <laughs> the Hollywood hustle right now is I'm feeling it. Okay. So I would have choked on my food too. Okay, it's a hurt piece <laughs> out here in these real streets on that money tip. Okay, so Ainsley, go home, boo. You got parents willing to take care of you. Go home. Yeah, and it's right down the street. I'm just saying, and, and it's, it's right not, outside your store. And it's not forever. It, it, and it's New York, right? Is that where they lived? I don't remember. Oh, I don't know if I don't know. I, I don't thought they were in London. I don't know if we hear where Ainsley's family lives. But whatever, Ainsley, you should go home. But anyway, I, I thought she said it's right by out, right by the store. No, right by the shop. Meaning, of the oh, da- she she said she called later and she said, "Oh, I found a spot for you yes. for for your yes, shop, yes, and it's yes. right near your dad's job, and you guys could ride to work together." And then she chokes. And then she she God chokes like Miss Doubtfire. She did. Um, it's also an exact replica of an episode of Thirty Rock, um, which we'll get back to. So. Um, so I loved that um, that Ainsley's like now like no I'm gonna figure it out like and the and she and Maya are like yeah we'll get you'll get a job and I'll make my business happen. Mm-hmm. So Ainsley goes to go meet with Craig who's her financial advisor and she's of course dolled up looking amazing because she'd have to run into cash while she was there because Craig and Cash because Craig share and Cash an office. share an office um, and. While Ainsley is trying to figure out what to do about her money situation, she, in the process, stands Gemma up for their tennis match. Mm-hmm. And we see that Gemma, by herself, is confronted with these incredibly hoity-toity, snotty Snobs. bitch women. Yes. Who are making all kinds of jokes that are, like, related to dog stuff, but you don't know why until later we find out that Gemma's dad started a dog food company and that the people, the the rich, snobby people don't like Gemma because she's not old money. Yes. 
What was the pedi- the pedigree comment someone made? Oh, that I was, don't know. That was a good line. There were some really good ones. There were some really good ones. They were really just the meanest of mean girls I've almost ever seen. But Ainsley ends up standing Gemma up multiple times yeah. in this episode. Dress shopping. Yeah. And the tennis. And the tennis. And you're like, you're like, okay, sure, Ainsley's going through some stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't think going through stuff entitles you to stand up your friends, do you? That's a that's a big one. That's a tough one. She she went she's going through a lot. I mean she just But she could have sent a text. Yes. Acknowledgement is always key. Yeah. You know, just just let somebody know if you're not gonna be around. You know, that's just mean. And poor Gemma I mean, she's not literally poor because she's actually quite rich, but (laughs) (laughs) wealthy Gemma. (laughs) Unfortunate unfortunate wealthy Jenna Gemma is like really upset that her friend keeps standing her up and and her husband, Quint... Steps it up. Quint is the delight. I, I feel like Gemma... Gemma, Quint, and Cash's little brother are my favorite characters, I think. Um, Qu- Quentin, Quentin right? is her Quentin. husband's name. Yes. And um, he steps up and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go and do all the stuff with you that Ainsley would have done with mm-hmm. you. And he ends up going to get a manicure and they go shopping. Butt sculpting. Butt sculpting. What is butt sculpting? Do you uh, know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Did you just clench your butt yeah, to try to figure to it, out? it out? You guys, if you're not watching this, if you're just if you're just, just listening, listening, Eric literally like clenched I'm trying his... to sculpt over here, all right? <laughs> trying to get an acquaintance level. So, so Eric will have a well sculpted behind by the time the show is by over. By episode seven, all right. I'll do it before and after. So, so, but Ainsley is like, you know, she's she she is sorry, but she's also not paying much attention. But the choking when she choked on her food, I feel like that was an awakening mm-hmm. for her, right? Yep, because uh, Billie Eilish pops in, bad girl, mm-hmm. and she. Finally goes up to her two Tonys. And she lets one of them go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because while she was choking, Tony was one was outside vaping. vaping. And in a beautiful suit. But <laughs> I love the Tonys. I really, I legit wrote, I love the Tonys in my notes because I just, I think they're so great. Um, but then, you know. So she's kind of getting her life back now. She's getting back on track. She lets go of one of the Tonys. She keeps the good Tony. She feels like she's sort of regaining her footing, but then Quentin comes over and says, you need to bend yes. the knee. He yes. says, bend the knee. Yes. Go go talk to my wife. Apologize, because I am not doing this girl day stuff anymore. Yes, yes. He's like, I just got my nails done. My butt is sore. <laughs> and get your butt over there. Go talk to my wife. This conversation did not happen. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Quentin's a good husband. I mean, he's kind of, you know, rich and... And weirdly vapid, but also just kind. Like, he did all of her... But is he doing that because he feels bad, or he's doing it because he doesn't want to deal with her? I feel like, for for instance, I feel like he did all the thank you notes for her to be yes. nice. Yes. I mean, also, he didn't want to go to the party, but he did them to be nice. And they probably weren't done well, because apparently they smelled like scotch. But, like, mm-hmm. but I think he was just trying to be a good guy. Um, and then, you know, and then the whole going out on the date for the day, you know, going out for the girl day with her. I think he just, I think he truly loves her. Um, because he, that. because in the speech that he gave to Ainsley, he was like, you know, here are the things that she does for me and I don't deserve that. 
Yeah. Like, but I think that's a good level of self awareness for 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 this guy. And yeah. so, like, I I'm I like that that he did that. So, okay. So we've talked about Ainsley. Let's talk a little bit about Maya. Maya, who's now looking for a job, mm-hmm. who used to be the speechwriter for Ted the Senator back in New York. Decides she's going to stay in London, but she needs to find a job. She only interview she can get is with this dude named Andrew Aldridge, who is like gay, but like like log cabin gay, you know, like like conservative gay, mm-hmm. and, oxymoron. And much? he calls her out for sleeping with Ted, and and he does it in a way that is completely disgusting. But also kind of cool. I don't know. I felt like I felt like it was kind of well done. Like he's like, I'm just trying to figure out mm-hmm. if you're successful because of your talent and skill, or if you're successful because you slept with your boss. Mm-hmm. Ew. Mm-hmm. But also, hmm. and so she steps. Up, she she stands up and walks. <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, she walks out. Which you got to respect the dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes and she she finds out that that uh, that Gemma and her husband know. Uh, this guy that she's really interested in, Pierce Nighthall, who is uh, a, a, a more progressive guy. Yeah. Uh, and so she wants to meet with him. So she goes to the gym. She gets a day pass to go to the to the club, and she gets to meet him. And she mm-hmm. introduces herself. He wants to interview her. Mm-hmm. They go. She goes for the interview. What did you think? Did you think the handshake meant anything? The one where he grabs her when arm? When he grabs her arm? Um, No. But I think that she was so psyched out from what had happened previously that she was just on, she was keeping her headlights on and she was being aware. But then later when she does end up getting the job and he puts his hand on the the small of her back. Yes. And kind of holds it there. And then that kind of unraveled. I agree. I feel like. That's when I thought, okay. I feel like that the hand on the back was too far. Mm -hmm. But. I kind of, I think I would have kept the job because he tried to be like, no, that was just a pet. She had to push it and find out a little bit more, but I would have kept that job, girl. And like, but, and always in my mind, I'd be like, remember the time you put your hand on my back? Right. But then he said something about <sighs> the sports bra. He did. After she quit. After she actually had legitimately quit. Okay. He said, well, you showed up with a, you, you introduced to yourself gym. to me with a sports bra on. What did you think I was going to think? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Men, but maybe had she introduced herself to him, buck naked, it still don't mean she want to sleep with him. Yes. So hashtag me too. Okay. <laughs> but good for Maya for standing yeah, up for herself. Absolutely. And then she goes back to Aldridge, and uh, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Here's why you should hire me." But he's already hired the other dude who. Is I can't remember his name, the actor's name, but he's also in another. His name was Marcus in the in the show. In the show, but the actor is also in another show called Fleabag, another British comedy called Fleabag. Watch it. Um, Okay. So so good. Um, So I'm actually looking really looking forward to seeing that actor again because I love him in Fleabag. Yeah. Um, So they she goes she goes back to Mark to 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 Aldridge. He says I'll hire both of you, but you're both going to be at half salary. Which she was pretty stoked about, and Marcus, obviously, I'm sure, was is not. not. Yeah, but I think it gives her a chance to prove herself. You know, she walks into a situation where she's going to be like, you know what, I'm going to prove myself instead of, you know, the assumptions that people are making. Mm-hmm. So, Maya, let's go on to Craig. Craig. Craig? Craig. Zara has not called him in a week. He is like, what is up with her? He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He's like, why 
what what am I doing? Is she gonna like, you know, whatever. Finally, she texts, she says, I want to see you. I'm gonna come over tomorrow. He buys a giant bouquet of flowers. He comes home, and there's a letter from Zara. A On the pillow. <laughs> with a, in a pink envelope. And we got to see a flashback of her writing it. And every word of it was completely cliche and also wonderful. I loved it. Yeah, she's like, my eyes are really foggy because I'm crying, but also because of my colored contacts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was genius. I love Zara. I think she's hilarious. That and was she awesome. Takes, she, she takes, takes the painting. Portrait. Yes. I loved that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but I, but I, but I, I thought that was a really funny moment, but also like, I think it'll. I think it's a wonderful revealing thing about Zara, but also I think we're going to find out what Craig is really made of. You know, mm-hmm. like what's really important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're running low on time, let's rush in. We got to hit get cash. To, we have to get to to. Um, yeah, we have to hit cash, but we have to talk about Duffy and his book too. Oh yes, yes, yes. So Duffy goes on the date with Tabby, allows her to read his fourteen hundred page novel. Which is about cod fishing? I don't. I didn't understand. I was, dude. <laughs> I just was stuck on the fourteen hundred pages. I, I like a good long book, but come on, dude, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And she gives some honest critique, and she says it's not great, but there are twenty pages that are beautiful. Yeah, she said and that the gets, protagon, protagonist masturbates too often. Yeah, you know that's a big critique in many novels. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. He got. He was really hurt about it, but then when he talks to his friends, he finds out that they never even read the book. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he goes back, apologizes to Tabby, asks her to help him convert those 20 pages into a short story. I think that's going to be good for Duffy. Well, and you're leaving out the kiss. Oh! The the big kiss. The cute kiss. Yeah. Duffy and Tabby kiss, and then the kids at the school are like, ah! And she's like, I'll give you all detention. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then they go love back to it. kissing. And I do love that all the friends got together and they did it. They did a stage reading of of um, of Duffy's book. Yeah, that was where, great. And that's where Cash, not Cash, where Craig ends up telling them that you know Zara actually broke up with him because he starts to cry. And um, he also revealed to everyone else except that for Maya. He has a kid. Yep. Yeah, he tells everybody about that. So that was a big revelation for the friend group. But we have to talk about Cash because. We had been thinking when we started the show that we were going to talk about the four main characters each episode, but now we're finding out Cash has got his life of his own, so we got to get into it. First of all, Cash is trying to quit his job to be an actor. Don't do it, boo-boo. Don't. Mm -hmm. I'm out here in these actor streets. It's too hard. Your boss offered you a 35% raise. Take it. Don't, don't, don't quit your job. Don't quit your day job, boo. Don't. See, I'm on the other... Really? Yeah. He wants to be an actor. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we live in a city where everyone wants to be an actor. I know. And so I to know. me, I'm like, dude, keep your day job, make your money. Yes. But okay. it turns out he goes for an audition and he does pretty, he doesn't, he's not sure how he's doing. Look, we all have that experience. You go for an audition, you're not sure how to, how to feel about it. You leave, you're like, I hate my life. Why am I doing this? I suck. Mm-hmm. And then you get to call back. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. But he can't go to the callback because Cash's daddy, who has diabetes, Obviously hasn't been feeling well lately, and he collapses in the kitchen, and his little brother finds him. They have to go to the emergency room. I adore Cash's little brother. I adore Cash's family. I want to hang out with them and eat dinner with them. Um, Mm -hmm. So he misses the callback. So he misses the callback. he's at the hospital. And he has to make the decision to stay at his job because because he has to take care of his family. Yeah, Yeah. because Cash's dad says, you know, I don't know how I'm going to pay... 
for what's what's the little brother's name? I can't find. I can't like every time I think I have it, I hear something different, and then when I look for his name in the IMDb, I can't find him. So yeah. I don't know. But Cash's little brother is adorable. And, yeah, yeah. And so Cash's dad ends up saying, "I can't work less to, in order to get better because I have to." Put clothes on right. your little brother's back. And Cash is like, no, I'm going to take care yeah, of you guys. I, yeah. That's what you got to do for family. Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless them. So then it ends. The show ends with Gemma, who's feeling good. You know, her husband did this lovely girl day with her. And then her best friend apologized. Mm-hmm. She comes in and she's like talking to her husband, who she thinks is just passed out on the bed. With the scotch, the with empty the, scotch. With the empty scotch and the, you know, and she she's, she's surprised, and we all are, that Quentin is dead, we think. I mean, it, he looks like he's dead. Yeah, I mean, we, I don't know if we're going to get into predictions, but. Yeah, so, so let's do that. Let's, well, let's actually, no, let's talk about news first, and then we'll do... Okay. Yes, well, let's do some news. Okay. So I do have two very interesting news articles. I'm only going to do one, but basically the first one is basically saying that Cash, and I can't think of his actor's name, um, but anyways, he did not watch the movie prior to the show. He watched it right before he they watched it growing up like or his mom would watch it growing up as he was growing up. Uh-huh. And he ends up forgetting what the movie is about and he did that intentionally. That's So cool. anyways, just a little interesting fact. Yeah. Um but basically you guys there has been many poor reviews online, lots of backlash about this show. And so I just wanted to go through it really quickly. From um, this woman named Margaret Jones, she works for the New York Times, and I want to li- I want to hear your thoughts. But basically, she says that this show is lifeless. A sneeze c- could destroy the entire series. The show is dreary and predictable. Um, she talks about what a rom com should be, saying that there's a sense of in- inevitability and that it's all about the journey and not the destination. And she basically compares it to the movie. Which we have learned that yeah. it's it's a twist on the movie. Um, she talks about how the Mindy project is clever and Four Weddings is not because, of course, Mindy Kaling is in charge of this project. And we forgot to talk about Fix You, but she did. No, we're say, getting back to it. Okay, yeah. we are. Um, so basically, some comparative differences that were listed in the article. I want to know. Basically, just tell me if you agree or disagree. You don't have to give me an explanation. No one has anything in common. Disagree. No chemistry. Disagree. Inevitable couple seems like a bad match. Disagree. No two characters seem like they are on the same show. Disagree. Rarely any conflict. Disagree. None of the characters have any weight. I don't even know what that means, but disagree. I know. Um, wanting to publish a short story in the, in the New Yorker does not make you interesting. Disagree. Living off your parents' lar- lar- largest... Largesse. Largesse, ungratefully, mm-hmm. is not adorable. All right, I'll agree with that. Okay, so there are lots more, but... What's like, her name again? Her name is Margaret Jones. Margaret, I think you're missing the point of the show, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of the critics are. Yeah, I think the point of the show is to do a rom-com that makes fun of rom-coms. And so it's supposed to be... A little. It's supposed to be a rom com that takes it. That's that's 
making fun of rom-coms. Like, I don't even know, like, which is why it's so funny that it's so cliche. So, for instance, our special segment for this after show is our favorite rom-com cliches from the show. Yes. Because that's the joke. The joke is that it is... Mindy Kaling is known for being a major rom-com fan. Mm-hmm. All of the characters that she's ever played have been, you know, like, they, yeah. like if you've read her books, she loves romantic comedies. And I think this is a really great way to make fun of them and, and to do it in a way, though, that still makes you love them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm i like, dude, Margaret, you missed the point. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about our favorite cliches. This is going to be our special segment every week, that every episode that we talk about. My favorite cliches, rom-com cliches from this episode are Ainsley choking, which was an exact replica of a scene from uh, from 30 Rock where Liz Lemon chokes on a piece of meat, and the Fix You song. Yes. So we talked about this for a second. When the song Fix You comes on, I legitimately, in the trailer watching it, went, Ugh! I did the same thing, and then I said, Lights will guide <laughs> you home. <laughs> yeah, see? It's a, it's a terribly it singable song. It terribly works. It's so singable, and it's so romantic comedy cliche. Like, every romantic... Like, the whole point of that song is for it to be used in a cliche romantic moment in a movie or TV show. Mm-hmm. That is the whole entire point of the show. Um, of that song. My other favorite cliche moment was when she was holding the red umbrella sitting on the bench, riding in the rain. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Yeah. But the red umbrella, totally a rom com thing. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that that's the joke, and we're here for it. Predictions. We got 30 seconds. Well, I want to give my cliche. Oh, real quick, real quick. Yes. I'll just give one. Um, episode three was all coyote ugly. Ooh. With with the, with Cash having to take care of the dad and being worried about how he's eating and worrying that he's going to end up in the hospital and that he does end up in the hospital. Oh oh oh! Yes. Didn't even think about. I haven't watched that in years. Yep. But yes, Eric. Do not play with uh, Eric Sinsley. People. On it, I got it. He is about it. About it. Predictions. Predictions. Real, like two seconds. Oh, I don't know. The uh, Gemma's husband. He's. I think he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, so this is going to, we've already had one wedding, this is going to be our funeral, and um, and I think that something awesome is going to happen between Duffy and Tabby, and I think that Craig and Zara are not going to get back together. Wow. Okay. Did I drop a bomb? Dropped it. <laughs> anyway, guys, we love that we got to spend this time with you. We will be back here next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific to talk about see episodes four and five. Yep. And uh, Eric, where can people find you? You guys can find me on all social media platforms at Eric Sinsley. And you can find me on all the social medias at Nikki Bailey underscore. We will see you guys next week. Good night, Bye guys. you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.